0: So glad that you have joined with us today. We are the ministry team of Eden and Light Tabernacle, and we're discussing some wonderful things today about prophecy, about the Word of God, and we'd like you to share this with your friends and let them know that we're on today and talking about the good things of the Word of God. Um, We we've been talking about the close of the. Uh, Jewish dispensation and how that it came to an end, and how that the gospel now would turn to the Gentiles, and um, we find out that when Jesus was there looking at the the the, the temple, and um, and they had showed him the great magnificent temple that Herod had built, and uh, and where they were worshiping and and um jesus said it's going to come to pass that there won't be one stone left upon another and so you know um after this you know he he said um um they ask him questions about it because there's a whole list of events that jesus speaks about the end time and a lot of people just kind of gloss through all of them but um, actually, they're broken down into three different answers as Jesus answers three different questions. And because he said, tell us, when shall these things be that not one stone will be left upon another? The temple will be destroyed. And then what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? So actually, three things that Jesus is dealing with. So let's talk about those.
1: That's... Um... A very good observation. Uh, When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Many times, uh, many get confused because when Jesus uh, speaks in Matthew 24, he is speaking to everyone, answers to every one of these questions, and people misplace time, these events, with end time events. For example, Jesus said, Pray that your flight not be in the winter, nor on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. And some people uh, apply that to the world. Well, um, what, why would you apply pray that it not be winter on the Sabbath day if you're in a tropical area? You know, or why, You know. pray that your flight not be in the winter if you're in a tropical area. Or why on the Sabbath day to people that, you know... This was speaking, this particular portion of Matthew 24 was speaking directly to the Jews. Mm -hmm. Because he knew that Titus was going to come in by prophecy. And he said, your house is left desolate. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. He
1: knew Titus would come in and actually catch them on the inside of Jerusalem. And he was talking to the believers. You pray. And you watch this sign. Mm. And you pray that your flight not be in the winter nor on the Sabbath day
0: yeah. because they would the gates would be closed and they'd be locked. Let me just read it for reference here. Maybe it right. would um, just kind of uh, uh, congeal it for us. In Matthew twenty four sixteen. then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Hmm. So, yeah. so um, this was specifically speaking of the destruction of Jerusalem. Right. Absolutely correct. Titus
1: 870. Jesus prophesied in Luke chapter 19:41. An incredible, accurate prophecy. And this is one of the greatest uh, destructions uh, the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Jesus spoke of it. It's historical. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, he said, And when he come near, he beheld the city, and he wept over it, weeping yes. over Jerusalem, Right. saying, If thou had known at least this thy day the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee about, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even to the ground, thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon the other, because thou knewest not the time of the visitation, thy my, visitation. My
0: goodness!
1: So Jesus is looking thirty-seven years ahead to the Roman general. Uh, Titus, AD 70, coming in, and he literally built a siege wall around Jerusalem, starved them out completely, and the people ate their own children, they ate the bark off the trees, they ate weeds, and he killed, according to Josephus, I believe it was 1.1 million right. Jews. Those that tried to escape, they crucified him and hung them around the city. And this horrific judgment was spoke of not just by Jesus, but this is where Titus brings the
2: temple down to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was terrible. They they took over twenty five thousand Jews and made them fight wild beasts in the amphitheaters. Right. They let yes. off thousands and thousands into into captivity. Yes. Yep. And, and it was. And it's not that they weren't warned. That's yes. Right. Jesus himself had given. Them a warning. What, what what does it do to us when we don't heed the warnings in the yes. Word of God? But what about the believers?
1: What about those who did hear? Good question. Because according to Josephus, there, there was not one Christian left found inside there. Because they watched for the sign that Jesus spoke of. Amazing. And he said, you pray that your flight not been the winner. They were praying. They were watching. And when they saw the sign,
0: they took off. And not one was caught in that judgment. So, you know, there was an abomination that makes desolation. And, of course, there's a lot of theories and so on about that and maybe different applications. But I think of one application that is, um, that is real true. The abomination that made Israel or Jerusalem desolate was the rejection of the Messiah. Right. When there he came yes. standing in the holy place, and they rejected him. This was truly the real abomination that made Jerusalem desolate, is because they did not recognize their day, their message, mm-hmm. and their hour of visitation. Right. That's right. And we we saw what it did to them. I mean, it dispersed them. They went everywhere. They. Uh, it was you know, scattered. They were scattered. I mean, it, you had 2,000 years of tribulation for the Jews. That's right. And, and unbelievable things. I've been in Birkenau and Auschwitz and all them death camps and things. And that's just part of the history, but incredible things they've dealt with for years. Terrible persecution because they did not recognize their day and their hour of visitation. Yes. Sir. Now, you just realize what is going to happen. When a rapture takes place and God takes his elect, and then the whole world goes into tribulation where the wrath of God is poured out upon a a world and upon a people and the vials, the bowls of judgment that have been stored up and waiting for that time will be poured out on the earth because uh, once again, people did the same thing they That's make right. the, they do the abomination that makes desolation yes. that is they reject the messiah well you see what happened
2: to the jews for that rejection and you think god is is going to take it any less or, or take it lightly when the gentiles have done the same thing mm-hmm. when they've rejected yes. what he's done for them and rejected the word and in turn to their own ideas their own creeds their own traditions they're going to suffer the same fate that Israel suffered, but in a much shorter amount of time. It's just going to be poured out rapidly upon the world.
0: Yes. So didn't Ezekiel prophesy about this as well?
1: One of the most accurate prophecies, not accurate, but one of the most profound prophecies of the Bible. He spoke of Titus in depth in Ezekiel chapter 9. And uh, in verse 1, he says, he cried also in my ears. If you read Ezekiel 8, you'll find that they had desecrated the temple. Mm-hmm. And now the glory of God is departing from the temple. Mm-hmm. And in Ezekiel 9, 1, he said, He cried in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Every man with a destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughtering weapon in his hand. One man among them clothed with linen, with a rider's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. This man in white with the rider's inkhorn is the Holy Spirit. And he's going to mark uh, as we read on. And the glory of God of Israel was gone from the cherubim whereupon he was to the threshold of the house. And he called a man clothed with linen which had the rider's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for the abominations done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said in my hearing, Go ye after him, after the sealing angel, through the city, and smite, and let not your eyes spare, neither have pity. Slay utterly old and okay. young and both maids little children and women but come not near any man upon whom the mark and begin at my sanctuary then they began at the ancient men which were before the house and he said in, uh, unto them defile the house and fill the courts with the slain go ye therefore uh, go ye forth and they went forth and slew in the city my god and titus had filled the courts with the slain And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, I was left. I fell upon my face and cried, O Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in the pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem. And he goes on talking about the iniquity of the land. This was a direct fulfillment of Titus. But before Titus' judgment come, God sent the sealing angel, which was the Holy Spirit, which was... Giving them an opportunity to escape before the judgment. Right. God right. always sends mercy before judgment. Right. This is what is amazing, is they saw Jesus and the sign of the Messiah. Tell the very thoughts of the heart, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tell them their uh, the the very sins and and seen the healing and the sign of the Messiah, and they made fun of it. And he said, they called him Beelzebub. Right. and he said, I'll forgive you, but there's one coming after me. Right. One word against it. See, it was before the atonement. But after the atonement, and God sent the Holy Spirit, when the Jews rejected the Holy Spirit.
0: They rejected Pentecost.
1: Yes, sir. Which was the sealing angel. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the seal is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Then when a man
0: rejects the light, the only thing left is darkness and judgment. So we come to another end time. And we see also the closing of the Gentile dispensations and the church caught up in tradition and um, all kinds of different worship that is not scriptural and biblical. Kind of very similar to what is described in Ezekiel chapter 8. And then we see the glory of the Lord leaving between the cherub. In other words, the Spirit of God is departing from the church system. And and there he he's standing at the threshold. He's at the door, and this is where we find Jesus standing at the door right. on the outside of the church in Laodicea. Yes, sir. And we find that also the prophecy in Thessalonians, where he says the Holy Spirit is lifting. He yes. said, well, "You know let he that let now will let until he be taken out of the way." And so we find the Holy Spirit is lifting from the whole Gentile um, yes. people as the gospel turns back to the Jews. But yes. the thing about it is when he is lifting, you know, we've got to make sure we're part of it that that is lifting with it. Amen. And as, as the world is falling around us, that there is a people ascending. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's not a part of this fallen world. Amen. So, but there again, to go back in this day and reject Pentecost, to reject that original experience, to turn down the gospel of Christ and the restoration that has happened this last day, leaves us to nothing but tribulation once again. Judgment. Well,
1: Pentecost itself was the pouring out of Jesus' Spirit directly from the mercy seat. Mm-hmm. And so essentially when a man receives the Holy Spirit, he passes from judgment unto life. Mm-hmm. He, the Bible said he will not come into the condemnation or no. judgment, but is passed from death unto life. So if I am not in Christ, I must go to the judgment That's to right. answer. That's but right. if Christ took my judgment, then I I'm am as, I'm as free Amen.
2: as free right. can be.
1: So to reject that Pentecostal experience, that baptism of the Holy Ghost, that seal of the Holy Spirit, that becoming a new creature, then all there's left
0: is judgment. Right. Right. But the same as the sealing angel there in Jerusalem went through in Ezekiel's prophecy, and then we find not, and Josephus saying not one believer was found there. That's one right. believer was found. The same in this day when... When the rapture takes place, every believer's going to seal with the Holy Ghost. Exactly right. It won't be found in the tribulation. Put a mark on those who sigh and cry. Touch them not. For the abominations done in the city, for the sin that's being done. You know, there's something that's got to be a part of the real Christian experience today. That sin makes you sick. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. That
0: makes you sigh and cry right. for the sins that are being done. That you know, sin literally makes you sick. That you say, "I'm not a part of this world." Yes, sir. Right. The Bible says to abhor that which is evil, to hate yeah. that which is evil. Mm-hmm. And
1: if the Holy Spirit is in us, then we we are going to yeah. exactly.
0: Well, but see that that goes back to where that we are in our dispensation of time, where that. You know, babe, people are, are, are preaching that we are just saved sinners, that we still have to sin and live in sin. And we're, we're sinners, that we're all sinners, and that we are, but saved sinners, that the grace of God just is a blanket covering over all of our sins. Mm-hmm. But that's really not the way the gospel works, is it? That was never the New Testament teaching. Sure cheapens the blood of Jesus. It's, yes. And that's and
1: a good way to Jesus. describe it.
0: Right. And so, you know, uh, sin, you know, it, it, it's just been given a license to sin. We just, we can't live above it. And we're yeah. going to do it anyway, and Jesus knows all about it, but he shed his blood for us, and we're saved sinners. But, but there should be something that changes the nature, that gives a power of overcoming. The new right. birth. The new birth. And, and what, what's happened is... <coughs>
2: Religion has changed the meaning of the new birth,
0: hmm.
2: to where it's no longer. I mean, a new birth is is, is a new as a new nature. I mean, it's the very first doctrine yes, that Jesus teaches. That's exactly right. You must be born again. In other words, your law is not going to hmm. cut it. You know, he's talking exactly to the Pharisee. Right. Your law is not going to. It doesn't matter how good you are. You must be. You must have a nature change. Amen. So, is the
1: an angel going forth today? Absolutely, yes. And I believe that this is a compound prophecy. I believe just as God rung down the curtain on the Jews, he's ringing down the curtain on the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that history is repeating itself. And there is a sealing angel going through, marking those who sigh and cry for the abominations that are done in the city. And
0: just as that there was an abomination that made Jerusalem desolate, so so is there an abomination today that maketh desolation that will cause um, massive uh, millions of people to be thrust into tribulation just like the Jews have been for the past 2,000 years. And so um, we're living in a very serious hour very where serious we should really make our call and election Amen. sure Amen. because we must be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Our Amen. lamps trimmed and clear. Right because this is the day of redemption. That's right. This is now the time when the Holy Spirit is lifting from the Gentiles yes. and returning back to the Jews again. And uh, But when it lifts, and as it lifts, we want to go with it. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. we want to be a part of that ascension. Jesus said that we should pray always that we... Should, can escape the things that are yes, coming exactly. on this earth yes, and be accounted worthy yes. to stand before the Son of Man. Praise and Lord. how can we be accounted worthy? And that's only by the shed blood of amen. Jesus. That's right. Not just covering our sins and forgiving us of our past, but changing our nature, annihilating sin in our life and sin nature amen. and putting us in us the nature of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Amen. amen. Well, God bless you today. It's been really good to um, have this discussion together and share these things. And uh, we want you to, if you have questions, to share them with us. If you have um, friends that maybe you would like to hear this, let them let them um, know that we're online and uh, are sharing these. Good word of God as we full and fulfill an end-time prophecy in this last Amen. day. God Amen. bless you.
1: Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us
2: at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.